0: The Bliss of the Abyss, it's here now. I don't know, what am I fucking blathering on about? This is meant to be a podcast of comedy. It's meant to be called The Bliss of the Abyss, not The Ramblings of a Shithead. Ah, The Ramblings of a Shithead. Welcome back to The Ramblings of a Shithead. Today, DJT with DV on Airbnb, and you will see. Sorry, what am I blathering on about? Um let me check let me check my emails. Let me check, let me check my emails, let me check, let me check my emails. I'm having um I'm not really gonna do that. Hello and welcome back to the Bliss of the Abyss, I'm your host Mr. Robert nomarca jones I'm from Italy, I'm going to Italy actually, but that's not really where I am from although I do look Italian. Welcome to the show, this is your weekly, sometimes bi-weekly, sometimes more, sometimes less podcast about the state of the world, the Bliss of the Abyss. I started it uh, over a year ago, how many years ago, two years ago, um, during lockdown, when I was booted from my stage career unceremoniously, like a shepherd's crook around my neck being yanked off of my stage, and um, everybody lived in lockdown. Do you remember lockdown? Oh, happy days. And uh, I was in my house going mad, going mad, going, going, going mad, and I thought, you know what, i got to do something. So I started a podcast. That's what everybody did. I didn't learn how to bake bread. I didn't learn how to crochet. I didn't take up a novel, although since then I've done all these things. No, I started chatting into a microphone and you are hearing, unfortunately, the results of such a thing. But. It's been going, it's been doing its thing for a while now, and uh, I, have a, uh, I have a Patreon, the new bonus episode is is just up there, um, we do a weekly e- extra episode every week, um, well, we try to do it every week, you know, look, some weeks you can't do it, some weeks you can't go into the radio, if you've got D&V, huh? if you know what D&V is, you can't go into the radio with D&V, but... I think we're up to thirty-nine episodes. Just posted today, our 39th bonus episode. Uh, so, if you like, if you like the sound of that, go over to Patreon.com/slash/The Bliss of the Abyss and um, yeah, see what you see. For as little as two fifty per month, you can hear more of this drivel, except with music and banter and a paywall and knowing that that makes you elite. And I am all about elites. <laughs> Um, I'm an elutist. Uh, what have I been up to? I have just been recording a few things to go on the internet. I do that sometimes. For example... What is the same size as a tennis court and currently on a mission to the edge of time itself? off from a Wait, why have they done that to my voice? It sounds like they've pitch shifted my voice up, doesn't it? Oh, well, Let's hear that again. What is the same size as a tennis court and currently on a mission to the edge of time itself? What is, what is the same size as a tennis court and currently on a mission James to Webb the edge of time itself? What is the it? Birth of the what is on a yes, tennis court? The James Webb Telescope is on course uh, to look back yeah. 14 billion so years. So sometimes I do these voiceovers. That's the other thing I've been up to. That's another another little pandemic side gig what did you what did you take up when the pandemic happened i started my podcast and i started a voiceover career and i do all kinds of different things i've done three audio books i've done a bunch of youtube videos i've done adverts i've done books i've done poetry i've even been on a uh, uh, what do you call whatchamacallit <laughs> music that's the word it's a music no uh, on a single um which i cannot play now for legal reasons no because it's not out yet still be a mixed um yeah so this one was one i did um about the james webb telescope interesting do you know about the james webb telescope it's uh the biggest telescope ever and it can see into the beginning of time in stunning 16k and uh the funny thing about recording these videos is they're all So clickbaity, it's all must watch. It will blow your mind. Changes everything. This finally happened. Nobody would have believed this. And everyone's doing it. I feel like I should maybe do it, huh? Should I do it a bit more, right? What do you think? I feel like I could get more clicks. Don't you all want clicks, eh? Everyone's after a click or two. If I I rename this podcast, the bliss of the... (laughs) The lies finally exposed have been proven. Everything we thought was wrong. Do you think it would do better? Or do you think I've reached the ceiling? Maybe I should start talking about more controversial things like, you know, the Great Reset. (laughs) Elon Musk buying Twitter. Or, I don't know, the Bilderberg Group. Is that still a thing? Surely. Or just Tesla. I'll just talk about Tesla. (laughs) But I haven't done that yet. So, if suddenly you realise that the output of this show is changing in a fundamental, and, let's be real, slightly troubling way, then you'll know why that's happened. Because I've finally bit the bullet and done what needed to be done. Um... So yeah, that's what I've been doing today, um, and I've been enjoying the heat wave. Heat wave. Whoa. So in the UK, we had record-breaking temperature at both night and day. Uh, I think it was 25 degrees at night, 40.3 in the day. Both breaking, shattering records. Uh, now, obviously, there were lots of terrible things about it. Not number one, all of the fires. That's bad. Heat wave across all of Europe, actually, and uh, America's got its own one going on, getting involved. Um, I'm sure that lots of other places heat wave, um, but I quite enjoy a heat wave because all of my clients cancelled their work with me. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Why do you enjoy that?" Uh, so I just melted um, at home beneath the hum of a thousand fans as they wafted rippled across my body my supple flesh floundering in the wind um and i was like hold on hold on mate hold on mate hang about it's a bit lazy i felt lazy so i then did a punishing workout and i don't know about you well i do actually you don't bathe as much as you used to do you do you look at you i can smell you from here you used to be clean yeah, I I you know, I've drastically scaled it back. Now, not to the extent that my younger brother has, who has stopped washing his hair. Now apparently, you don't need to wash your hair anymore. Um it washes itself is the lie. But you know what? I've I've tousled it as I'm wont to do. I have tousled that hair and let me tell you, it's tousleable. It's not, you know, you might think he hasn't washed it in over a year. What's it gonna feel like? Grease ball? Is that gonna be a grease ball? Butter ball? Hey, butter ball! Look at you. Uh, but no, no. Turns out it's not. Instead, it's um, it's just regular hair. Actually, quite surprising. Uh, so, so that's why I've stopped washing. I'm done with it. It's big soap, man. They want they want to control me, man. Um. <laughs> yeah what else is going on Shall i just turn this into a um like a current events show <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> there's quite a lot of them out there Shall i cover so, Shall i see if there's been any cancel culture stories that's what everyone likes now isn't it cancel culture has there ever been a, a latest cancel what is cancel culture why do we keep fighting about it why is it so popular okay Elvis apparently is the latest person to be cancelled. Okay. Uh, one of the best things about cancel culture is the people who are like, so Gerard Carmichael, who's a comedian, he's pretty good. Uh, so he's he's on one side being like, cancel culture is not even real. <laughs> Which, I don't, know, I don't know what that is. Um, obviously, some people have been cancelled. They'll they'll say it's not real. They'll be like. It's not real. I mean, look at Louis CK. He was cancelled. He's doing just fine. It's like, cancel culture doesn't mean you are literally destroyed. It just means we take away lots of your things because of public outrage, right? So then you either have to battle it back really hard to try and get to where you were, or you just plough some more obscure furrow on your own thing, right? Do that. But you're not going to be seen on TV anymore, you're not going to be in the movies anymore, unless you're Mel Gibson, who somehow is uncancellable. Um But actually, I think really what people don't consider when they say these things like Jared Carmichael here was he let's get the actual quote here that it's not real. It's not real. We got to get over that. What? Cancellation, that's not real. The boogeyman doesn't exist. We got to get over that. Like, if you do something wrong in your personal life, you should go to jail. Like, actual jail. And then everything else is like, what are we talking about? If you make art and it causes some contention or it causes some whatever, I mean, that's part of it. But the cancellation thing, I think that's just to give boring people something interesting to talk about. Like a ghost villain. Okay, well, I don't know. Teeth. Take my teeth out, my teeth, straight my teeth, straight my teeth, straight my motherfucking teeth, straight my motherfucking teeth. My teeth are straight now. It did work. It. Um, yeah. So, it's. I mean, that 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 kind of take is uh, is bollocks, right? It's like Harvey Weinstein didn't get cancelled. He went to jail. R Kelly went to jail. It's like, yeah, they committed crimes. I think the point of cancel culture is like. You didn't necessarily commit crimes you just were morally uh out out of step with a vast or at least a vocal group of people and they used whatever resources at their uh you know was at their disposal to get you taken down in some way right so there was the famous case of justine what's her name she's in john ronson's book uh so you've been publicly shamed she famously, this is a long time ago, but it's sort of during the beginning of Twitter, Justine Sacco, um, she got on a flight and wrote some racially questionable tweets, shall we say, you know, being like, oh, I'm just going to South Africa, hope I don't get AIDS, only kidding, I'm white, right? Now, do I support that joke? No. Is it a good joke? No, it's pretty obvious. Is it a joke? Yeah, it's pretty obviously a joke. Um, So she tweets this out. Say what you like about it. It's just a bad joke. She is not a famous person. She's not a public person. She has a private account. I mean, private as in it's just a personal account. She's not a blue check mark. She's just tweeting to her friends who might find it funny too. I don't know. So she gets on a plane. And when she lands, the whole world has changed. Because from the beginning of that trip to the end of that trip... She's been in the sky, without Wi-Fi, in the sky, without Wi-Fi. And for some reason, this tweet got picked up and blasted around the world. And people were on her like a rash, like herpes, like Um, Just being like, look at this, look at this horrible woman. We need to end this now. This is the most disgusting example of white privilege and evil bitch, hang her. All that kind of stuff. She lands, opens her phone, and sees this firestorm. And within a day, she has been fired from her job. Now, that's a, that's a type of cancellation, isn't it? And then she struggles to get work because she's got notoriety now. So she goes for job interviews, and they're like, oh, you're that person. Yeah, we'll go back to you. Now, is that real? Yes. Is anything she did there illegal? No. Are the company within their rights to fire her? Yeah, it's their own company. But would it have happened if the mob hadn't descended? No, that's cancel culture. And there are other examples of it. I think people don't like these examples as much because it's it's not convenient. You know, you want to be like, well, look, I mean, Louis C.K. was cancelled. He seems to be doing just fine. He's still got a million dollars. He's still got a big house. It's like... Yeah, he does. Cancel culture char- isn't like, you know, communist Russia, where it's like, now farm belong to state. Farm used to be yours. Now farm all the people's, except the Politburo gets first choice. Mm, yum, 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 yum. So, so that's like one end of it for me, right? It's like people like Gerard Kymacher will be like, it's not real. It's like, oh, wait till you get cancelled, Gerald. But then on the other side, you've got the fucking mentalists like John Cleese being like it's the death of comedy it's the death of comedy Comedy comedy's dead now it died you know why it died cancel culture <laughs> and that's also it's I mean that's just obviously too far too and it, too far too too far too 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 far and it's so hyperbolic and this is going back to that clips thing right it's like you have to have to write the most ridiculous take on things to gain traction in the in the crowded media landscape um i mean what what was it what was it why is he talking about i see he, he so he's also like 82 and he's talking about political correctness and stuff like this i mean which i guess is is related but it's not exactly the same thing is it i'm sure they want to cancel i'm sure a lot of people want to cancel him right he's, he was brexity wasn't he uh or johnny depp is another one they'd point to But like look johnny depp was canceled he's still got a million it's like mm-hmm. without getting into that whole thing did you watch that trial though that is kind of getting into that whole thing isn't it maybe i shouldn't talk about the johnny depp trial but it was fascinating it's the, the only trial i've watched the only public trial i've actually like fully i watched it all and i've got opinions and thoughts and that's why you come to this show for my hot takes hot take bad relationship <laughs> the least hot take of ever of ever yes of ever of ever of ever of ever of ever, of ever um yeah so i don't know i don't know how we got into this oh because i was saying about talking about things that people uh start talking about because they're on a podcast and they think it will get clicks woke culture i could talk about woke culture Hmm? (laughs) uh cancellations this is this is why people go to you know podcasts like trigonometry excellent excellent podcast where they have people from all across the political spectrum on and they talk about contentious issues and i think they do a really good job of uh, of steering that difficult ship um my one gripe i suppose not with trigonometry per se but those types of things you know especially like jordan peterson who seems to have become like a partisan hack at this point is that i think the 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 oft-repeated phrase, it kind of makes me gag a bit. It's like, you know, how do we how do we fix this? And it's like, we keep having conversations, man. Conversations. You know, these are the most important thing you can do. Thank you so much for adding these vital conversations to the dialogue. It's like, hmm, you want to give yourself a bit less of a pat on the back there? It's like, you don't think there's anything more we can do other than just converse? You don't think there's actual steps you can take or no it's just yeah right it's like one step further than collectivism collectivism has that been accepted as a word yet it's that activism where you just stay at home and tweet something out and think like you're actually doing something or slacktivism or clicktivism Ooh, which do i prefer slacktivism is good all right slacktivist Clicktivist. i think i like clicktivist no no let's stick with slacktivist examples coney 2012 (laughs) um thank you wikipedia everybody remember coney 2012 2012 baby that was the biggest story this side of tinseltown but it's on wikipedia and you know what i found out this is one of my favorite accounts it's called the depths of wikipedia for those of you who do not know it, go and find yourself. And, of course, actually, I didn't even think about it. It has its own Wikipedia page now. Uh, Depths, D-E-P-T-H-S of Wikipedia, at uh, on Instagram. Um, it's now got a million followers. Jesus, that is exploded. Of course, it now has its own webpage, which is pretty awesome. It, it's uh, an endless loop of self-regulatory. Um so it's, it's, um, it plums the depths. For example, the most recent one, this one did, uh, did the rounds. Uh, Kevin Lasagna, footballer. Lasagna's natural role is that of a main striker in the centre. Lasagna has many layers to his game. I'd say that's a strong one. Uh, here's another one, Blobject. A Blobject is a design product, often a household object, distinguished by smooth-flowing curves, bright colours... And an absence of sharp edges. Think Apple iMac or Volkswagen Beetle. Volkswagen. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think of the depths of Wikipedia? What I like about it um, is that you learn things that usually you're never going to remember, right? but will give you the illusion of knowledge in the moment. For example, the flourish of approval or cruel is a mostly Dutch symbol used for grading schoolwork or to show that one has seen and agreed with a paragraph. And it kind of looks a bit like an ampersand, but also a bit different. And it looks pretty cool. its I mean, it's kind of better than a tick, I suppose. Uh, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know. Shit life syndrome is a phrase used by physicians in the UK and the US for the effect that a variety of poverty or abuse it is abuse induced abuse induced disorders can have on patients. Do they really call it shit life syndrome? That can't be correct. You can't go to your fucking doctor and go what's, what's wrong with me doctor and they go you got shit life syndrome US doctors coined a phrase for this condition shit life syndrome Poor age working Americans of all races are locked in a cycle of poverty and neglect amid wider affluence. Ill-educated, ill-trained, jobs available are drudge work, paying the minimum wage. Um, yeah, but hold on. This isn't a diagnosis. That would be so fucking crushing. Going to your doctor and what's what's uh, what seems to be the matter? I mean, I'm incredibly poor, I was abused, I'm reliant on drugs, uh, my diet is terrible, I've got diabetes, I've got a heart condition, and I can't sleep. And the doctor goes, well, you've got shit life syndrome. It's like, what's the cure? Getting rich and educated? But I can't do that, I've already got shit life syndrome. Yeah, it is permanent. You can't have an acute case of shit life syndrome. <laughs> you will be having that shit life syndrome for a while. For a wee little while. And by a wee little while I mean as long as you live. As long as you live. As long as you live. Um, okay, cool. I mean, not cool, obviously. It's uh, it's ridiculous. Doctors and therapists treat individuals. But in cases like shit life syndrome, the society around the individual is what needs treatment. Well, there we go. That's going to be hard. Political, political, political activism, not slacktivism, social reform, bureaucracy, and legislation. That's what we need in the end. Yeah, and that's why that whole f- f- fucking um, slacktivism stuff uh, is just one step away from being like, conversations are the way we move things forward. I don't know. It's like that, I think you hear Americans say, which is like you need to counter bad speech with good speech. Which yes, is true. But also, it does it's not Can can we stop pretending like it's going to solve all our problems, just having discussions about things? It's not, is it? Like, I don't know. I don't know. What am I fucking blathering on about? This is meant to be a podcast of comedy. This is meant to be called The Bliss of the Abyss, not The Ramblings of a Shithead. Ah, The Ramblings of a Shithead. Welcome back to The Ramblings of a Shithead. Today, DJT with dnv on airbnb and you will see sorry what am i blathering on about um let me check let me check my emails let me check let me check my emails let me check let me check my emails i'm having um i'm not really gonna do that <laughs> uh what was i gonna say I'm i'm pretty excited for my dinner Tonight, what's it going to be? Drum roll, please. Don't drum on the desk. Um, I'm going to have a sandwich for dinner. Okay? In a French baguette. Baguette. Actually, it's not a French baguette because they've made it a tiger baguette. It's the only one they had. What do you think of this? I believe also Dutch. Would they give the flourish of approval? The expansion of the tiger style to all types of bread. So, originally... For those who don't know the tiger loaf is a loaf of bread um, and then actually what it is is um, it's got this like pattern on the top that makes it look like the markings of a tiger but I believe what it is is rice flour um, and I think and it gives it this lovely crispy brown uh, a bread loaf of Dutch origin with a mottled crust made by painting rice paste onto the surface before baking. So it makes it look absolutely awesome on the top. Tiger brood. Tiger brood. I don't know. That was... Why did I say it like that? Tiger brood. Ah, tiger brood. In in Holland. We like the giraffe bread. Uh, Sorry, I was just in Ireland at a wedding. And um, Caitlin. Oh, Caitlin. Will you have a wedding, lads? So I've got it in my head now. Um, Not that I'm any kind of expert on accents. I do, in my daily life, I do, I do, I do, I do, I will, yes, I will. Tiger bread, also known as giraffe bread, is a bread of Dutch origin. This is a mottled crust, a mottled crust, mottled, mottled, mottled. Is that the same as dappled? Anyway, t- <laughs> tiger, tiger bread uh, is now tiger everything. There's tiger rolls, there's tiger croissants, there's tiger baguettes see earlier so i'm having a tiger baguette um and for dinner and i'm gonna make a sandwich what do you think what do you think about that it's like i like different meals for lunch and dinner that wait let me start again i like lunch and dinner no let me start again okay what's the difference between mottled and dappled mottled is colored in patches spotted While dappled, why did it stop there? While dappled is having a mottled or spotted skin or coat dapple. Is that true? No, no way. So I've been been using dappled wrong my entire life. No, I've been fine. Don't, Don't question yourself, hey? You're doing fine. You don't have shit life syndrome. You're dappled, baby. You're dappled. Uh, what was I talking about before? Ah, yes, in the meals. Now, see, the, what? <laughs> what I mean by that is, I like having a bowl of cereal for dinner, or or a fry up. How about that for dinner? Brinner breakfast for dinner, or a slice of pizza for breakfast, which is a uh, binner. Uh, or, or din fast. <laughs> yes, I like a bit din fast. And then lunch, look, lunch, let's be real, is uh, the most flexible meal of the day. You can get away with breakfast items. You can get away with dinner items. You can have a sandwich. I personally am going to have a sandwich for dinner after my din fast and brunch. <laughs> okay, you fucking hell, mate. <laughs> you need to take a long, hard look in the mirror after that sentence. Um, What else can I tell you about? Should I tell you about Ireland or Kirtland? Uh, Really cool. Um, We were there for a friend's wedding. Uh, Eva, friend of the show. Eva, who was on episode... I'm not going to be able to find it. Episode 57, Norwegian Rotting Shark featuring Eva O'Connor. So I was there for, for her nuptials to take place in the rural west of Ireland in County Clare uh, and it was spectacular I love it can't wait for my passport hurry up it's in the queue give me my passport <laughs> Ah, thank you grandmother great great grandmother Nora um, really interesting story of her life maybe I'll tell it one day when I'm less busy telling you about my life and uh, County Clare uh, a place called Killaloo in the west of Ireland and it was absolutely spectacular and it went on rather late so we didn't get to bed till seven that's pretty late for a wedding and no I was not on substances thank you I'm not that kind of man not that kind of man yeah so I was in uh County Clara and then on the way home we went to the airport. Now, for those of you who have the Patreon, you might have heard this. But for those of you who don't, bonus. Uh, and the, number one, the world's first ever duty free was there. Um, we did talk about that on the on the Patreon. But number two, didn't talk about this on the Patreon. Do 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 do, do bonus content, giving you everything. Bonus content, it's in the bin. Uh, they had a huge screen showing sport. Ah, thank you, thank you, airport. You must have been an airport before. Hey, have you been an airport before? Yes. Have you ever been in an airport where they're showing sport uh, go on? Yeah, so sometimes, like, there'll be a big event. So, like, I've been at um, an airport when there was a, a rugby final, and they stick it on in the big screen because it's like, come on, everyone wants to watch this. They just happen to be, you know, whatever, commuting. Is it commuting if you're flying? I guess for some people it is. I mean, people do sort of like, what do they call them? Puddle jumpers. Those short distance flights. Like like Kylie Jenner. Am I right? Hm? Three minute flight on a private plane. Hmm? I don't know why people are so shocked by that. It's like, what did you, you expected her to do what? To be what? Let's cancel her. <laughs> why wasn't she canceled? Didn't she do that Pepsi advert? Where she gave the police a Pepsi and stopped a riot. Didn't cancel ever that, did they? Anyway. Um, What was I talking about? Yeah, commuters. Uh, Yeah, so probably not that many people commute via plane. And I would imagine if you do commute via plane, you wouldn't want to do it every day. You might maybe commute once or twice a week, home for the weekends kind of thing, which is rotten as well. Ah, forget the whole thing. Anyway, if you're at the plane station, it's a place, a place where the planes go. They don't move slow plane station also known as an airport and a massive sporting event is happening da, 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 da. then usually they'll have it on some kind of big screen and this is what they did have in ireland now what was the event i hear you calling can you hear me calling out your name well it was hurling which i had never seen before and is a an interesting interesting sport it it kind of looks like a cross between hockey and lacrosse they've got like they've got this stick and they've got this ball which is like kind of the same size as like a tennis ball and you kind of i don't know how it works but they're running around and sometimes they'll hit the stick up and catch it and they're, they're holding the ball and sometimes they'll whack the ball and it's got both like the rugby goal and the football goal so on top you can go above and there's also a net with a goalie but the goalie's not wearing anything special and this is gaelic hurling I think, wait, is there another type of hurling? That's me pretending to type. Yes, Cornish hurling. What? My God. While the sport shares its name with the Irish game of hurling, the two sports are completely different. (laughs) Why? What is it? Today the sport survives only in two communities. Now, see, in Ireland, in Shannon Airport world's first duty free uh everyone was watching and cheering on it was like clearly a big event big deal um but it seems like cornish hurling has started to fade it is considered by many to be cornwall's national game can i just say you can't say national okay i know some of the cornish are up for seceding why is that I remember last year, or maybe it was the year before, we were in, it must have been the year before because it was lockdown. We were in town and there'd been some kind of anti-lockdown march. And we were walking around and we saw these people who clearly, the march was over, they'd broken off, they were heading back to wherever they were going. And, you know, we'd seen other people, you know, being like sort of, you know, ban the bans, you know, end, end the lockdowns um, and, you know, better puns than that. But these people had, had been part of this. But their signs were all about Cornish nationalism. Which seemed like they were kind of bandwagoning, if I'm honest. If I'm honest? If I'm honest. uh, You know, they were like, Cornwall for the Cornish. Secede from the Union. Um, So, yeah. I don't know how you feel about that. Um, Sort of like, do your own one. What's that got to do with anti-vax and lockdown stuff? um Cornish separatists so for those of you not from the UK Cornwall is uh our westernmost county um southwesternmost perhaps is the better way of putting it Cornish nationalism seeks the recognition of Cornwall as a nation distinct from England now to give you some idea is so small it's like the size of Manhattan or something um but they wanna they wanna break away or at least have their own sort of parliament type thing, devolved. Um why is that? Why is it that some places really have that, right? So you think of like Barcelona, Catalonia. they really wanna break away from Spain, right? Or the the Basque there are Basque separatists. Um and then you have places like Greenland who are like, eh, we're fine, we're part of Denmark. Right? It's like, eh? Do you want to do you want to leave and create your own place? Eh, not really. Or Wales? They put it to a vote, and Welsh are like, ah, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, I almost, I almost did an accent then, and I chickened out because I'm got this freaking Irish accent stuck in my head. feck feck arse. Um, Welsh, Wales, ah, oh, Wales. What's the what's the trigger word to get into Wales? Jones, Jones. Ah, uh, we won't be separating. No. Oh, God, forget the whole thing. The history of modern Cornish nationalism goes back to the end of the 19th century. Does it? I thought it would be older than that. Come on, Cornwall. You've only been doing it for a few hundred years. Uh, This is the Cornish podcast. Welcome to Corncast. (laughs) Welcome to Corncast. Cornish wrestling is a form of wrestling that's been established in Cornwall for many centuries and possibly longer. Well, come on. It's colloquially known as wrestling. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is that? The referee. the referee is known as a stickler and it is claimed that the popular meaning of the word as a pedant originates from this usage. <laughs> That's really good. That's really good. Um wow, Cornish wrestling's a whole thing. What's the difference though? Uh you have to throw them on the ground on their back, okay? there's other wrestling they have a they wear a jacket so you can grip you can't grip wrists or fingers or hold below the waist yeah well how is this different from lots of other forms of wrestling oh do you hear that is that picking up is that picking up on a mic i'm in the studio today recording this uh that's why you'll notice my voice has extra dulcet qualities about it um so that that's the history of cornwall in 100 seconds um what else shall i talk about or shall i shall I end the podcast there what cornish wrestling is that what i'm gonna do i mean listen i'm my own man i'm my own boss Hey, the balls who's a boss who's a boss Dum-ba-dum. um i'm not gonna end there because you have to always leave them wanting more and that was so good that you don't want any more. And that is why I, as a contrarian, must give you something you don't want. Or you think you don't want. But then when you receive it, you should be so happy. You should be thrilled. What should I talk about? Uh, what shall I talk about? Shall I talk about Chris's wedding? We had Chris's wedding before that. Let's finish on this. So the weekend before this, this is why there has not been a podcast for a little while. Um... We had the wedding of my, my darling best friend, Christopher C. Michael Burks, who's also been on the podcast a number of times, actually. Most recently, I'd say 10 episodes ago. Um, shall I see if I'm right? What are we on? Episode 89, is this? Uh, I feel like it's episode 89. Can someone fact check it? It's episode 89. He was on episode 86. Uh, two so there we go and he's been on it a few other times as well he's a a friend of the show and a friend of me and he was getting married to the lovely pascal Lane. and uh, me and indy also been on the show and joe not been on the show Ooh, i'd love to have joe on the show joe on the show joe on the show and rich there were four of us four best men yeah four best men we'd already pulled off an amazing stag up in Nottingham, where we shot clay pigeons, wore flat caps, and Chris was dressed as Maid Marian. And we got drunk and we had sex, and now I'm pregnant. <laughs> so we'd already pulled that off, but now we had to pull off a wedding 150 people, very hot, wearing suits, carrying chairs, carrying olive trees. Yep, we had to carry olive trees and um, giving speeches. And I genuinely was nervous. It's quite interesting. You know, I don't normally get nervous. It doesn't affect me. You know, I'm I'm an actor. I'm designed. I was born for (laughs) the stage. But I did actually get nervous giving my speech. But I think fair to say, I smashed it. And uh, the wedding smashed it. It was an amazing wedding. A wonderful wedding. Um, And (laughs) this beautiful end to the night. uh, Pasca, who is uh, pregnant, um, was there. You know, and we're, we're there right at the end. The, the music's off and the, and the dancing has stopped. And Pasca's like, you guys fancy a lift home? So we were driven home by the bride still wearing her dress, bump showing to our door. And if that isn't the most badass thing to do at the end of a wedding, I don't know what is. Um, I certainly benefited from it. And yeah, Chris's wedding was great. If I had to give it a review, 9.8 out of 10. What happened to the point two? Hey, nothing is perfect, okay? Nothing, apart from this podcast. And that's what you've been listening to. Please come back next time. We've got two, three really special episodes coming up that I've been trying to nail down for a while. It's been slippery. It's been tricky. You will be hearing more from me. I do love you very much. Stay safe. Stay blessed. Keep your head amongst the mess. Stay free. thanks for listening to the show if you've enjoyed it please give us five stars and consider becoming a subscriber and maybe even supporting us on patreon really 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 helps me continue making this show uh, if you haven't enjoyed it then you can fuck off. many many thanks to nil tennis for the amazing music and to dave fox for the cool artwork please keep coming back every week for more bliss of the abyss